0: Alright guys, we're live. Welcome to the show everybody. Thanks for jumping on here with us tonight. We've been gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, I know Ryan's been on the road down at the championship and, and Shane is down there too. But we are proud to be back and welcome KBF national champion Mike Elcia. Did I pronounce that right? Or Elsie? I don't want to butcher uh, that. Yeah. All right, but thanks. Uh, $73,000 richer. KBF national champ. <laughs> uh we're so happy you joined us this week, man. Congrats. And I know you've made the rounds. So, uh, thanks for taking a little time to get with us.
1: Hey, no problem, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on.
0: So I know Ryan, you were down there. You probably met Mike already and and saw the whole, how everything went down. It looked like a slug fest. So Mike, uh, I don't want to you probably gone over the details a hundred times, uh, for this whole deal, but, just give us a little overview of how you kind of figured that's things out. Right. I mean, you came from Indiana, so I'm sure fishing the swamp's a little different from fishing in the Midwest.
1: Oh, yeah, that's an understatement. Um, I don't believe there's a cypress tree in the state of Indiana for that matter. <laughs> so yeah, the approach is a little bit different than what I'm used to. Um, you know, we started out with uh, having the option to fish an awful lot of water. Um you know the river, um uh, the Red River there, um across Lake Wallace, um Lake Bistano, uh um, Cypress, Black Bayou and Lake. So you know I'm from one like put all my eggs into one basket and the big ones. Um and that was Cata Lake. So that's right. that's pretty much what i started with an arrow I mean I did spend an afternoon over on a Cross and one brief morning over on a Cypress Black Bayou simply because that lake actually reminds me of a lot of lakes back home here in Indiana. I had, you know, docks and riprap and things like that. But overall, um, again I just just from all the research that I've had done, I basically just came back, you know, down to uh fishing Caddo Lake. Again, because it's just known to have more, bigger fish. It did. <laughs> I think <laughs> i think the, the numbers prove that. Yeah, yeah, I would certainly agree with that. Yeah, there was a lot of just pigs caught. I mean, a lot of them. So, did
2: you get on that bite immediately? Like the first spot that you launched at Caddo, was that was it pretty evident that that's that's where you needed to be?
1: You know, it kind of it is really weird. Um, the very first time I'd ever, you know, launched on that lake, I, I launched launched in this, you know, it was a, one of the public ramps. Um, went down the ways a little, a little bit, and then and there was just a a little cut that I kind of went back into, just kind of to wanted to do some exploring. And the very first fish I caught in practice was like a five and a half pounder. <laughs> It was crazy i mean it was over 20 inches well right at 20 inches 20 and a half uh and then i made two flips on two trees uh, just you know right there as well um and caught two more keepers right off i mean so my first three f- flips <laughs> produced three fish so i it was just like wow this is easy (laughs) but it certainly didn't turn out to be easy by any means things things changed by the time the tournament got around there uh but i knew those fish weren't going to you know be far um so yeah i mean as far as kind of getting on the pattern that i used throughout the event i mean yeah i I just i stumbled on it i mean that's i'm not going to take credit for that i mean that was just luck i you know the lord blessed me that way as well and and I just stumbled on that pattern right from the very get-go.
0: So what did you do once you figured that out? You know, did you keep beating them up that day, or did you go ahead and start trying some different things and just save that in your back pocket, or, or what happened there?
1: Yeah, I, I went to different areas of the lake. I mean, I went almost from one end to the other just to see if I could duplicate the, the pattern, um, and it held up. I mean, it didn't really matter what part of the lake I was on. The – types of trees that I was catching those fish on were, you know, pretty similar. Um, Didn't really matter about depth of water either, uh, which that was surprising to me. And I, that was something I kind of stumbled on during the tournament itself. It seemed like for the most part, my, the the sweet zone or the sweet spot was in that four to six foot range. Um, But I ended up catching fish in seven and eight foot as well. Um, as well, you know, back up to two to three foot too. So it really didn't end up mattering, um, you know, what, how deep the water was. It was just more or less just the, the characteristic of the, of the tree. Um, and that main characteristic was isolated. Isolated.
0: Did they have yep. to be way off from the other trees or was it just, uh, there was a certain distance or how that, how that work?
1: Well, I mean, it seemed like to me that the, the bigger fish, the better ones that I caught were on trees that were as far away from everything else
0: you know, that I could get.
1: I got you. I mean, there'd be times that I would literally, you know, when you're out there for so long, everything seems to start to look alike. I mean, it's just a big flooded forest. And so, I mean, there's there was times where I would literally just like close my eyes. And then when I opened them, I'd look around and say, oh, hey, there's a tree 300 yards over there that's all by itself. Let's go fish it. <laughs> And so I did. I'd pedal my kayak all the way over there, and fish that tree. And most of the time, there'd be fish there. So once I caught that one, then I'd look around again and say, "Oh, hey, there's another tree, 200 yards the other direction." I'd pedal my native over there, and you know, that's that's how I got him. Yeah, it was great.
0: I watched that live stream uh, of the weigh-in and you talked about the technique around those trees where you literally had to drift and dead stick that bait against the bark. That seemed like a wild deal. You know, a very specific presentation.
1: You know, it, it, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, it, once I was normally work a jig where you'd you know, hop it off the bottom or, or anything like that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get a bite. Um, but if I just let it soak and really get it as tight to the tree that I possibly could, um, most of the time that line would s- start swimming off to the side. Hmm. And yeah, so a couple bites like that um, pretty much told me that that's that's how they wanted. It. Plus, uh, there's a couple articles I had read um, during my you know research that I had done. Excuse me, um, you know, kind of in preparation for this whole event. And one of those articles, and I don't remember the guy that, that wrote it um, offhand, but uh, he was basically just talking about, you know, if you if you want to catch a big old bass, you just throw your big worm out there next to the tree and you let it sit. <laughs> so I mean, so I just kind of that was something I kind of had tucked in my in my head there in, in, in memory. And the, the other article that really helped me was an article that uh, Nick LeBrun uh, wrote. And uh, well, actually, the article was written about him. He's a he's a pro now and, and uh, has been, been one for a while. He's, he's a local out there, one of the better sticks in the country. In fact, he, he won the BFL All-American out there on Cross Lake last year. And so anyway, one of the articles that though, featured him, he was talking about in the summertime you know, he likes to go and specifically target these trees. that are all the way out by themselves that nobody wants to take the time to stand on the control motor to get to. And so I just kind of combine, you know, those two bits of information. Lo and behold, it was true <laughs> and it worked.
0: Now, I know Ryan talked about where he fished. It was like a parking lot. There were so many kayaks. We talked uh, a little bit after <laughs> the tournament. Did you have to face any of that, Mike?
1: Not really. I mean, there were a couple stretches where, I, yeah, I saw, I mean, I saw some people and, and obviously from the launch, we'd come out at the same time. And, you know, it seemed like half the crowd went one way and the other half went the other way. Um, but I, uh, I, I tried to get away from people as well. I mean not I you know, getting away from the fishing pressure for Juan and just the way I was catching them and where I was catching them just I mean it all kind of added up together. Um, you know, the isolation just the sheer definition of that obviously means you're not gonna be fishing around a lot of people. Right. And so that's that's pretty much, you know, where that all took place or how that happened. Yeah, I
2: thought that I was on that same uh, ideology uh, in pre-fishing. <laughs> I saw like three or four people pre-fishing, and then uh, tournament day rolls around, and there's like I don't know 25 people in there. It really affected the bite a, a lot. But
1: you know, you get that of- many yeah you you get that many fishermen out there and good fishermen to say the least. I mean, you get that many good sticks out there. Everybody's going to find the same fish. Um, you know, that, that's held up for, for me for years. Um, you know, I I used to fish a lot of, I can kind of came from the bass boat world. And, um, so yeah, there'd be times where, you know, fishing a bass master open or something like that, you know, you'd think you'd be on something there in practice. And the next thing you know, tournament day rolls up and you're literally just sitting in a circle in a parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) throwing on the same thing is so, yeah, I, I understand, um, you you get an, an event, that big, especially with, you know, over 400, what was it, 461 anglers, I think yep. it was. That's a, that's a lot of people. And most of those people were on Caddo. Um, you know, everybody's going to find them, uh, a lot of the same, same fish. So fishing pressure definitely has a, a you know, a, a big, uh, impact on the bike.
0: So that's interesting. You say you came from the bass boat world. Give us a little bit of your background in, in fishing in general and how long you've been doing this out of kayaks.
1: Oh, man. Well, um, yeah, just to, to make the long story short as I can, I guess. I mean, I started fishing tournaments when I was 16. Um, you know, just kind of started with a local club level and out of the back of a boat. Um, i never forget my very first tournament. I finished second in my very first tournament that I ever fished. So I mean, that was, that was pretty cool. That, that got me hooked um you know from there as as i grew up um kind of graduated to uh, a national team trail did all right with that and then eventually kind of went to more of a like a pro am type draw format deal and kind of just tried to work up work my way up the ranks and eventually ended up fishing like the Bassmaster Opens and the FLW you know coasts things like that so uh you know, I, I did pretty good. I, I was all right there. And it just came down to funding, you know, got a little scarce and uh, some other things, you know, kind of went on. So that had to be put on the back burner for a while. And during that time, I, I ended up selling my boat. And uh, a really good friend of mine, um, his name's Dirk Hayward, he was, we've been friends for like 15 years. He kept sending me messages and you know texts and pictures and things of uh all the you know fish that he was catching out of a kayak fishing in small waters and ponds and you know living it up to tell me how much fun it was you know finally i was like okay i guess, I guess what this is all about so i uh, i back and, and got out there and it was you know yeah he was right it was fun i was, I was able to get back on the water. And, and uh, do some fishing. It was, it was it was fun. That particular kayak was about as uncomfortable as a two by four. So <laughs> I uh, I didn't I knew that that wasn't going to happen. So I you know, and at the same time I was just kind of reading more about KBF and and the whole you know kayak bass fishing world to say the least. And just I discovered that, man, I, you know I did I I was blown away. I, I didn't know how how big this thing was could not I didn't realize how big it was. Is what I'm trying to say, and you know, there's tournaments all over the country, and then there's a you know national championship, and you know, holy cow, last year's national champion you know won hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, whoa, you know, this is this is serious stuff. So, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm this is something I want to try. So I went out and, and bought my first you know real fishing kayak, the the native uh, Titan ten point five. It's a pedal drive kayak. Uh, I really like it a lot. It's it's really stable and comfortable. Um, So, yeah, I started fishing last year, just getting my feet wet and um, started just with the uh, state challenges, and that's how I qualified for uh, this national championship. And so this is really the beginning of my second year of of kayak fishing. So you qualified on one of the state
2: challenges on an online tournament and then came in and won 73000 in a live event? (laughs) right yeah oh man is that's
1: that beautiful. is that kind of like uh like uh you know brian kershaw winning the bassmasters classic coming that's from the federation of <laughs> guys is that, is that i've heard that that's, that's kind of comparable that's
2: <laughs> wild man that's uh that's
1: yeah. wild for sure yeah so it's i great. you know I, well thanks man I, it is it was all god i'm telling you it is i was just blessed those three days especially the last day and especially the last hour um, You know, but uh, it was—it's—it's it's really humbling, and, and I certainly have a lot to learn yet. By no means am I considering myself an expert now, just because I won this tournament. No you're way.
2: you champ, man. Nobody can I—I <laughs> well,
1: I, I appreciate that.
2: You—you <laughs> you can ride that pony till next year on Gunnersville. <laughs>
0: sure. Yeah, you're not allowed to get better now. I'm looking forward
2: Me too. me too so what's your next big tournament do you i mean do you have any trail events coming close to you or you are you mostly traveling to get to get to the events or what's your plan
1: uh yeah i gotta travel i'm 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 fishing the southeast division um so i already had one there at santee cooper um and then my next one here is coming up in a couple weeks down there at Gunnersville. And then right after that, I'm going straight from there to Nick and Jack Lake to fish their first uh, FLW KBF event. So that's that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that.
2: Yep, it'll be uh, it'll be good. We'll see we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how they integrate. You know, the, the kayak part into the to the big show.
1: I I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that all how a lot of goes down. A lot of opportunity there, I believe.
2: Yep are you fishing what other events are you fishing in the southeast
1: i'm um, fishing all of them except for um the three rivers down ah,
2: come on man
1: i'm gonna go up and fish this the uh, saint Clair event instead Lake saint Claire. i got
2: you i can't blame yeah. you too much on
1: that L- little too close together there and too you know too far away so yeah. i gotta make a kind of make a decision and and saint Clair is one of my favorite lakes in the whole country so i'm trying yeah. to i'm
2: trying to make that one myself
1: right right yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it should be fun it should be really fun
2: i like big old smallmouth so i think that's it nice doesn't
1: try. <laughs> yeah it, I, i've caught caught the biggest smallmouth of my life out of lake st Clair. it's a little over seven pounds so yeah i i couldn't imagine hanging into something like that on a out of a kayak now well, Mike,
2: cross your fingers, but I'm hoping to show you one about that size here in the next couple of days. All we'll, right. We'll see. All
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope you do, man. I, I do. I hope you do. And Mike, what made you...
0: go ahead, Brian. No, you good. No, say like, what made you choose the Southeast region over the uh, central since
1: you're in Indiana? Uh, just um, the, the lakes I, I have, I've been on most of the, those bodies of water, you know, at least once. Um, and I just, I just really like that schedule. That's really what it comes down to. The Central Division, with the exception of Lake St. Clair, um, was all completely new water to me. Uh, which, again, that's not a bad thing. But uh, you know, I'm, i I want to, you know, see how I can do with uh, with the lakes that I've been on before. Sure, that makes sense.
2: So, what are your, what are your big plans for your money? You blown it yet? Go straight to the
1: casino? <laughs> no, no. I haven't even thought about that yet, to be honest with you, man. Um, I'm uh, definitely going to give a, a portion. You know, there, there's a lot of people that don't have Bibles in their hands. And so I want to I want to uh, I see what I can do to, to help change that, for one. Awesome. Um, another part, you know, is uh, possibly if, if things work out right, I mean, I can... Hopefully, get set up to you know do this full time, and that's always been my dream. So, if, if things shake out the way I'm hoping they will, um, that's it's going to be a reality here for too long.
2: Nice.
1: Now, have you
0: already seen some doors open since this has happened, as far as uh, sponsor opportunities and whatnot? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm in um, communications and doing some negotiations right now. Um, until uh, uh, until we actually you know sign some contracts and things like that, I don't want to get too sure, far ahead yeah. of myself. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely been some doors opened, and I just just overwhelmingly blessed, you know, by the whole by the whole thing. So it, it's it's just an awesome feeling, and, and uh, the people who support the kayak bass fishing community to the best of my ability, I want to help you know grow the sport. Um, get more people involved. And uh, yeah, again, um, if I have an opportunity to to help bring more people to Christ. And that's, that's like icing on the cake.
0: Let, let me touch on that for a second, Mike, because uh, you know, I heard your, your speech while you were up there live at the weigh-in and there were several other guys that they got in front of the camera that day and talked about their faith. And that really seemed to be a kind of a thing, a, a prevalent theme at the KBF weigh-in. Uh, kind of did yeah and, and i thought that was impressive that guys were willing to get up there and share that so obviously that's a big part of your life and you know i've heard matt ball and some other guys get up there and, and speak on that so you know how does that play a part in what you do
1: well i mean god created everything so all, all that that we get to enjoy um you know he made uh, he sent a son to to die for all of us, you know, to bear all of our sins. And so to give him, you know, the honor and the glory is, I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Um, I mean, I know there's people that don't, but it's just, uh, you know, following him is, is, is really the only way to true happiness, you know, to there's there's life after this. And, uh, you know, to, to help Get more people to see that, to come to that. Um, anybody who has you know any sort of faith at all. I mean, we all know that the the goal is to get to heaven one day. Um, and so, you know, that's Matthew. Uh, the last chapter of Matthew uh, tells us, you know, that we're to go and make disciples. So that's you know, that's a commandment. Um, so that's that's what we're that's where what we're really all all about what we're trying to do is is to uh go help you know, bring people to Christ because you know he sent a son to die for everyone who's ever lived and whoever will live so um, well uh, you know yeah I mean really good uh, on you
0: and get on the rest of the guys for using that platform to to get that word out there so I just wanted to bring that up and, and you know say well done to you and those guys well
1: appreciate that thank yeah. you I mean it's just uh, my, my face is growing um, I'm trying to grow my, you know, get more intimate with, uh, uh, with my Lord and Savior all the time. Um, I'm, actually, uh, I'm actually going to uh, preaching school right now as well. So, um, you know, mostly for, you know, I guess for my own benefit in a, in a sense as far as, you know, learning more about the Bible and what God's will is and, and all those things. And uh, so as I learn, as I grow spiritually, I want to help other people do the same thing.
0: And you're definitely going to have that platform now. Um, To turn it back to to the fishing stuff, you're the fourth guy uh, in a row that's a non-local to win the national championship. So uh, I know next year, Gunnersville, Ryan and some of those boys from down that way are hoping that changes, and it's a a local that takes the trophy, right? Uh, But I think it gives us all hope that we can get out there and get it, uh, no matter where it is.
1: Hey, you know, there, how many times have y'all heard that sometimes being, you know, having something in your backyard, um, fresh set of almost, eyes? What's that? A
2: fresh set of eyes. That's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: that's right. You know, you don't, you, a lot of times uh, you don't have history to go on um, and you're more prone to fishy conditions. So, you know, sometimes having something in your own backyard isn't always an advantage.
2: I do this stuff on Chickamauga all the time. I have, like, five favorite spots. So I'll go pre-fish those five favorite spots. Whichever one's best is where I fish. If, it, if they're not in those five spots, then I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to catch them.
1: Yep, yep. It happens. I mean, it, it's happened to all of us. I mean, I've, I've got, you know, lakes here back home. And it's the same deal. Um, you know, exactly. It's it's you're, you're fishing spots instead of patterns or, you know, whatever the case is that the – you Know that's going on. We've got a that's uh, why
2: I'm so excited about Nickajack is because there are no fish on any of it, so it's <laughs> gonna be like a fresh set, of, even though it's in my own backyard, it's gonna be a clean slate just trying to find right.
0: Fish. It's gonna be awesome.
1: You know, we've got yeah. we've, we've got a Hobie satellite next weekend here. I'm kind of worried I think correction. the biggest challenge is gonna find different rounds.
2: Yeah, there's uh, one, two. You got about eight ramps to choose from on the whole lake, so that'd be good.
0: <laughs> so, Mike, I know you're already yeah. qualified for the, yeah. the big the big dance yeah. in August. Are you going to come to that? Yeah, yeah,
1: it won't be crowded at all.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, are you going to make it to the big dance? Do you think?
1: An FLW thing um yeah, Jeff, oh, I'm yeah sorry buddy there. you kind of cut out there try that
0: again no no, no. i was saying are you gonna make it to the uh flw kayak cup down in hot springs are you gonna go
1: oh oh yes yes i will absolutely be there okay
0: i'm trying to make it i didn't get to go through the championship but i think you can qualify through the trails so you know i'm here you in can. arkansas so that's in my backyard and i want to get down to that so
1: there you go there you go any uh any guesses on what like it's going to be on
0: I be- well, I know the Cup's on Hamilton, so I'm hoping they put it on Washtenaw or uh, DeGray. But those are the two closest. Okay. Those are
1: – right. all right?
0: Yeah, my guess is Washtenaw. Yeah. And it, if it's on Washtenaw, then, it, you know, you can get away from everybody on Washtenaw. It's huge. Right. I know, uh, you know, the Tournament of Champions for the Hobie Series is there uh, later on that year. So, a couple of nice events coming to Washtenaw. Here in our okay, little cool. here in our little
1: state of Arkansas, right. And Arkansas's got some fantastic water in it. Oh yeah. I haven't had the opportunity to fish a whole lot of Arkansas water, but I've always
0: wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, when they announced uh, the Hobie location, Ryan and Shane were like, "I've never heard what is like Washita. They didn't know what that was. But, uh, <laughs> still don't
2: know. So, still don't you know.
0: know. Come on, man. It's better than Nickajack. <laughs> I promise you that. Oh, yeah. come
2: on now. <laughs> You got to come fish an event first, Jeff. I hadn't even seen you in person yet. So. I know
0: this is insane. <laughs> I'm about to be out there though. You you gonna come uh, west of the Mississippi this year, Ryan or
1: Mike, for anything? Uh,
2: I'm I'm gonna try to make Fork actually. Right. I think.
1: Mm, yeah. I, other than what I just came from, um, uh, it's probably not gonna be in the cards this year. Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty tight up in the southeast. I think this year for the most part. Hobie Open. Ryan, you doing the
0: Kentucky Lake Open? Oh, yeah. I'm going to that this year, so I'll see you up there.
2: Oh, come on. Don't lie to me.
0: Oh, I'll be there.
2: You're such a tease. Are we going to play basketball there? I don't want oh, to make it no. back out again.
0: I'm permanently retired, probably. From We could play a horse.
2: Come, all right. That's cool. I'll do
0: it. Yeah. Play some horse. <laughs> I got to be able to fish. I'm afraid my back will disintegrate if I try to play a game.
2: If you but come to funny. the... Uh, if you come to that Hobie Open on Kentucky Lake, we'll play donkey. I'll go show you some of them ledge fish.
0: Yeah, that'd be fun. I've only been there once, but I loved it, so uh, I'm ready. I hadn't been fish there in there. So, let's see. We, any questions rolling in on the deal? Do you got a pulled up there, Ryan? I've got it. Uh...
2: I do. My phone's currently trying to die. Uh, okay. Oh, Jim asked me to sit back down because I was showing his intimate parts. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
0: that's, that's,
2: <laughs>
0: pretty much what we've got so far wow. okay well uh mike are you are you repping a certain club out in indiana do you want to give them a shout out do you fish with anybody up there or are you just team mike
1: uh no, uh, last year i fished with the indiana kayak anglers um had a good time so yeah man i'll give a shout out to them and also uh siak southern indiana southern indiana yak anglers club uh, okay. great group of guys and yeah they they're really really good group guys and uh, I had I didn't actually have the opportunity to fish with them last year, um, but try to get down with for some of their events this year, um, and so yeah if anybody is in the uh, southern Indiana area whether you're passing through or not yeah check them out online get their schedule and pop in for a tournament because they have several of them and they're all on pretty good water. Um. You got any sponsors you want to shout out this eve? Oh, of course, yeah. Um, you know, Titan Tungsten is uh, is one of my sponsors, and definitely need to give them a shout out because I mean their their weights are just superb quality, uh, extremely sensitive, um, and yeah, they uh, they definitely helped me feel those subtle bites that uh, helped win that title.
2: Do they sink uh, all the way to the bottom?
1: They did. Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I had to, yeah, funny, <laughs> all the way, all the way down. All right, um, okay, okay. I had to get, I had to get hung up on, yeah, I had to get hung up on uh, like the cypress knees and uh, literally, I mean, it was just tied to the barf as I possibly could um, before those fish would hit it. So. And when the wind kicked up, uh, I definitely had to increase increase my weight. I, I was fishing with a with an eighth ounce weight most of the time, but then I had to kick it up to a quarter ounce there on that third day, that last hour after that storm and it That helped. got rough, Absolutely
2: man. Helped. That that got really rough.
1: <laughs> another uh, definitely another one I want to give a shout out to is Sinker Swim Tackle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Eichner is a Good buddy of mine that lives up in New York, up around the Oneida Lake, his own uh, small business, you know, making lures and jigs specifically and and some other things. But he does a fantastic job. Uh, Everything's all handmade, hand-tied. Skirts are trimmed before you even get them, before he even ships them out, you know, and makes a lot of really, really good, um, like the smaller profile type, type jigs um, and different sizes, different kinds of heads, football heads, and, uh, another structured type head that's, you know, good for fishing wood and rocks and things like that. And yeah, it was, his, his baits are, are the deal. So if anybody's interested in, in some jigs or are, or are a jig fisherman, you definitely got to check him out. Now let me ask you this, are you sponsored by native yet? um we're getting there yeah no actually yes i did they uh they they reached out to me last week okay yeah Um, i knew they wouldn't be
0: okay i figured you weren't slipping ryan i i was just gonna try to help him out because i figured you weren't slipping on that
2: you keep your old town poaching butt over there i was was going
0: i was was trying to introduce you two right here like i was going to make this happen but you guys are way ahead of me i
2: got this you
1: guys are way ahead of me all right
2: did you (laughs) get to test did you get to test out the propel drive on any cypress knees
1: no no i uh, i stayed clear of them though i it was i didn't get that close to the tree Dude, I, to.
2: I freaking drilled one when it, when the wind kicked up i hit the i hit the cypress knee so hard it pushed the drive up through the center of my boat and like rocked my boat up on one side oh and for all real I could, all i could think was man i'm glad i don't have a hobby. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yeah you know there, there's been there's been um uh, a lot of things broken on, on those, um, <laughs> flaps. Uh, I mean, I, it's just not into me to, to, to dog, uh, another company or competitor. Nah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I'm not going to do that. Fun.
2: I mean, but, each, each one of them has their strengths and weaknesses, but I mean, they si- do. everybody, the Cypress knees and stumps, like they do not agree well with, uh, with the Mirage Drives. That's pretty, that's pretty no, well known. Yeah.
1: They just, they don't. And, and, and something I, I definitely need to point out too, that, that, really helped, especially in that last, like I said, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record by saying that last hour, but that's, that's when it all happened for me, man. The, the money the last out. hour was magical. Um, when that wind was blowing so hard, um, I, I've got the uh, Burley Pro upgraded steering and the Boondocks rudder on mine. I'm able to turn that thing like past 90 degrees. Yeah. And when that wind was blowing me sideways, as soon as I got, you know, parallel to the tree, I kicked that rudder down in, you know, ninety degrees and immediately turned my uh, bow, you know, into the wind and slowed me down some. I still had to kind of maintain a slow pedal. And so the combination of just that slow, you know, pedal of that propulsion combined with the way the wind was hitting me, I was able to work that jig literally all the way around the tree. I mean, I just drug it all the way around the bark and mm. I mean, it, without having the ability to, to turn that sharp, I don't think I could have worked that tree, you know, that that well at all. And I knew for a fact I couldn't have done that with a paddle on my hand. There's no way. Yeah. I'm not that right. good. I'm just, not, I'm not that good. Some people are, but that's, I'm not that good yet.
2: It's hard to catch a fish with a paddle in your hand, that's a fact.
1: I believe so, yeah, especially when it's like eight pounds. <laughs> <laughs> true.
0: I think (laughs) Joe Sanderson did all right with that paddle, though. Didn't he paddle Diablo out there? He didn't have a motor on, did
2: he? Uh, He paddled it somewhere. I don't know if Joe was out in the wind or...
1: He's back uh, in the sky.
2: Maybe. Yeah.
0: Who knows? Rumors, you
2: know.
1: I got you. (laughs) I tell you, though, there's a lot of those guys that did really well with the the paddles that went in places that I couldn't have gone. I mean, I could have gone if I would have pulled my drive up or whatever, but man, what a pain in the butt. Um, and yeah I don't ever take the time to actually assemble my paddle so I just like if I have to use my paddle to get through some really rough stuff and grass or really you know stupid shallow water I just got like half my paddle and I'm one side and the other <laughs> it's a chore <laughs>
2: I broke a rod the other day and I used it as a push pole instead of getting my paddle out. <laughs> it's, it's so much more appropriate just to grab that half broken rod. And there
1: you off. go. Right. I never thought of that. Right? Well, try
2: not to break your rod. I never thought of
1: on. that. I guess I could take my power pole spike out and do it that way. Well, I won't break your rod. I was talking about the power pole spike. I could use that as a push pole sometimes.
2: <laughs> yep, smart. <laughs>
1: Well, Ryan you got anything anything else for this man?
2: Nah I'm good man I think we covered it all congratulations all right. again way to way to whip up on all of us that was pretty uh pretty good show down there I know it was close I Greg Blanchard dude he made a freaking run
1: uh, yes he did
2: there at the end I was I was watching the leaderboard he just kept on climbing he, he got on some good fish and then Drew Gregory I know he he worked really hard uh you know, catching those fish in the current like you did, which is a, you know, a different pattern than pretty much everyone else was on. So uh, it was definitely a battle. Congrats on holding on to that because those two on your heels are, uh, that's no joke, especially, uh, you know, in, in such a high stakes tournament.
1: Yeah, I was uh, really, uh, I felt really honored to be, to be up on stage with those guys. Um, you know, they've, they've been, both been doing this for, you know, obviously a lot longer than I have. They, they, they're sticks for sure. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was definitely an honor to, to be up there with them. Well, that last you. day, you know, you said, you mentioned uh, Greg, you know, making such a run like that. I, I don't ever hardly check the score tracker. The only time I really check it is to, if I have forgotten what my smallest fish is. So I'd look up to see, you know, what I've got. And incidentally, then that's when I see what everybody else has, is I'm trying to find my own name. And so, yeah, that, that happened about mid-morning or so, right after I was, let me back up. So I I caught the one really good fish early, and then I didn't have anything for like four hours, and then I finally started to get in a few bites, but they were just small ones. So when I finally did catch my fifth fish, at that time I had one twenty inch or three sixteens and a seventeen, and so I, but I couldn't remember exactly what what I needed to call out. So it was at that time that I pulled up the you know the score tracker and and saw that you know Greg was just putting a hammer down <laughs> I was starting to freak out a little bit yeah don't get I mean I was <laughs> I was definitely getting stressed out for sure so yeah it was uh it, it was grueling I'm glad that they shut that off when they did um <laughs> just yeah so yeah I could kind of try to focus more and concentrate more um and it just coincidentally when they did shut that off right after that is when I just you know got on my flurry and my first fish that's- that I called was a 21 and three quarter replaced a 16 incher. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. I that's, know. For, that's when uh, you
2: decided, okay, I can submit my fish now. The leaderboard's off.
1: Yeah, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not one of those guys. I submitted since I can because <laughs> I'm usually that guy that, you know, don't know what they're doing and, you know, it takes forever to get a, a fish submitted or if I've got poor signal or something with my phone. And yeah, I just try to put them on the board when I can. I know the I like guys
2: it. I like having uh, I like having that live ticker. Uh, me and a buddy of mine on, on the Gunnersville tournament last year, we were fishing with an eyesight of each other and we went back and forth for like six hours culling a fish back and forth, uh, going first and second. I mean, it was that's awesome because I mean the it's pressure kind of gets in your head, but it's 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 so much more like exciting. Every fish you catch, every cull, you know it means right. that much more because you know like <laughs> the guy sitting across <laughs> the lake from you is feeling that pressure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can definitely get in somebody's head real quick. <laughs> I'll tell you this, for the guys
0: that weren't there or the guys that were out of the tournament and were just watching, it was uh, it was pretty funny because some guys had some side spreadsheets they were figuring out using the day and one two one and two totals. And they were adding their own totals from attorney X in there and trying to share it. They were sharing it on KB Nation's group page, and we were trying to figure out who was in the lead uh so it was kind of a fun day to, to to watch it that way and then when they shut the leaderboard off we were like oh my god we gotta you know no one knew what happened they saw your name I, I was looking on there like i don't know who mike is but if he gets us one more he's gonna catch this guy so you know we had a fun time watching it was yeah uh, that was it, was, really
1: it was fun yeah i had uh, after the fact i mean i hadn't uh, a lot of my friends that, that weren't there either that, that were watching everything go down and i mean they're just I, they're having their own you know Discussion, texting back and forth and Facebook and back and forth, and what's going on? And they're just, you know, freaking out. Yeah, it was uh, a, a of fun. Every time they were talking, of course, my phone would, you know, send in a, a notification or something. So, yeah, out there, my phone's just dinging all the time, just <laughs> blowing up. And I've never, of course, took the time to look at anything, but it was just like, man, what the heck is going on? I, <laughs> it's just weird. You're winning the
2: national championship. That's what's yeah, going on. That's what's
1: up. <laughs> I suppose so. So next time I'm everyone out there everyone knows
2: it. Everyone knows it except you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess. Next so in other words, next time I'm out there fishing and my phone starts blowing up, I guess that means I'm doing pretty good, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah just head on back to the ramp. You're good.
1: Yeah yeah right sure <laughs> you'll be sending me fake texts and stuff oh yeah you got it man you good you relax in about, in about two and, and a half jacking. weeks i'm gonna
2: blow your phone up don't
1: worry <laughs> <laughs> i will shut my sound off.
0: <laughs> well all right brother we appreciate you getting on here with us uh we won't keep you all night long and once again a huge congrats i mean what a victory uh Wish you nothing but success the rest of the season. And uh, hopefully, like I said, sometime out on the road this year, can actually meet you in person, shake your hand, and tell you congrats the right way. Did we lose him, Ryan? That may have been perfect timing. He went, he went dead. I mean, well, okay. Congrats, Mike. I, and uh, <laughs> congrats to you,
1: Ryan, for uh, coming in the money as well. And again, yeah. There Thank there you so much. Uh, thanks for having me again.
0: You bet, brother. All right, we're I'll
1: out of here.
2: You. I'll see you in a couple uh, weeks.
1: And thanks uh, everyone for watching. And uh, absolutely, yeah, uh, good job, Ryan. Um, looking forward to uh, to meet you both again. So thanks. We're gonna,
2: good. we're gonna have a good time down here. Don't worry.
1: Yes, sir. All right. Well, hey,
0: we'll see you guys again in two weeks. We'll have a, a new guest on here, and as always, you can catch this thing replayed on the podcast. But thanks again, guys. We're gone. All right, thank Peter's you. Champ out.